This episode of the Power 5 Podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Driving School. The Ultimate Driving School has been serving upstate South Carolina for over five years. Owner John Shumpert has over 20 years of experience teaching people how to drive. Virtual and face-to-face classes are offered for driver's education. Students will learn how to change a tire, check oil and tire pressure, and participate in activities with intoxication goggles. You can find more information at www.ultimatedrivingschoolsc.com. You can also find John and his team on Instagram and Facebook at Ultimate Driving School SC. Give these guys a call at 864-554-1071 and tell them the Power 5 Podcast sent you. Hello and welcome to episode number 51 of the Power 5 Podcast. On this episode, we rank our top five Adam Sandler movies. My name's Kevin, and as always, Brant, Christian, and Colin are joining me in the podcast studios. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Father, what's up? What's happening? Hey. My man, happy new year, fellas. You know, I, I know we've had a case of the vid kind of creeping around the pod lately, so hope hope you're all doing well. I know I am. Undefeated, baby. Undefeated. Christian's the only person in the history of the world, maybe, right? <laughs> maybe. That, that to have it. 12 shots, three tests, all the symptoms, and no positive diagnosis. That's right. Oh. Hey, keep it going. Living right. <laughs> I'm over one on positive tests. So. Eh, take another one. I'm sure it'll be negative. <laughs> hey, Classic. tonight. Listen, man, Adam Sandler, this was kind of just random and out of the blue. You know, we got a special guest tonight, which, by the way, I'm excited about. I'm not sure if he's a huge Adam Sandler fan or not, but he said to rank anything that we want, so we chose Adam Sandler. And listen, Sandler is somebody that definitely deserves his own episode, right? Listen, I looked this up. $420 million net worth. Okay, I mean, we're close to half a bill here. Sheesh. Happy Madison Studios, 43 movies to his name. His movies have grossed over $2 billion. I mean, he's a stud in, in the acting world. Yeah, no doubt. He is, and I will say, you know, as big as a diehard Adam Sandler fan as I've been since the SNL days, and obviously my favorite movies are in the, the 90s decade there, but he continues to put out bangers. Even his ones on Netflix have been good. Even the Hubie Halloween movie he put out, obviously, he's got so many. The one movie I could throw away from his career because I was so disappointed, and I was telling everybody Andy Samberg is the next Adam Sandler. If they ever did anything together, that would be amazing. They did, and I wish you could remove it from his filmography. That's my boy. Don't know if anybody's seen that movie. Adam Sandler, everything in it from the accent to just the whole story, man. Like I kind of cringe because I was so, so pumped for it. And it was one of those movies I was like, redo, redo. But most everything Adam does is gold. And clearly back in the 90s, I mean, he was the comedy legend. Who 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 owned the '90s comedy other than him? Right? I mean, I you had Farley for a couple. I hope that our listeners can pick up the passion at which you started in on that with, because your face was screaming like this is something you've been waiting to get out. 
It really was. I mean, I've been sitting on it for a while and I think we've actually thrown this topic out over the course of the last year and it didn't make it in year one. And I'm, I'm excited that we're doing this here in uh, in year two and on the second side of, of 50 here. Yeah, I am too. You mentioned who dominated the nineties in comedy. I remember, obviously we've talked about Chris Farley a good bit. If Chris Farley was still alive is he still putting out movies? Would he have the same consistency as Adam Sandler? I'm not sure that he does. I didn't know that he had that type of longevity. I never saw a different side of Chris Farley other than what you always got on SNL or what you got from Tommy Boy, which was great, and I love it. I mean, Tommy Boy is one of my top five movies of all time probably because of that, because it's so good. But I don't know that he's going to be able to sustain it like Sandler's been able to. Another person that comes to mind that really w- was was making a mark in the 90s, Christian, um, I don't know if you paid attention to his movies or not, Colin Brandt, either one of you, but Pauly Shore, but he died out pretty quickly as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Polly Shore, again, same character, right? Surfer dude. But, uh, We's uh, in uh, the uh, Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Adam Sandler just crushed it. He did crush it. And what's funny about Adam Sandler, he's looked the same for the past, like, 30, 40 years, right? I mean, the guy didn't really change. I mean, he got a little bit older. Uh, he's got a beautiful wife, kids who are in his movies now, which I think is amazing. Talk about, you talked about Happy Madison and how he takes care of his friends. And we've talked about famous friends, you know, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider, but man, what about these other guys, you know, like his, his old school buddies, right? Like I mentioned Peter Dante, who was the quarterback on Waterboy. He has the accent like this, Bobby Boucher, you know, but he's in all these other movies and, you know, there's the guy who's cross-eyed like this, you know I mean? He's got like all those guys who are their characters, their real life friends. I mean, I love it, man. I mean, I don't know anybody else who does it like that. Well, before we get to our rankings, before we get today in our today in history, which, by the way, let me just say this, you know, the pod's taken improvement pretty seriously. We hired uh, a consulting firm called Dilworth Consulting Agency. We asked him, you know, he's the honorary fifth member of the pod. I guess we could call Dilworth that. We asked him to come up with some critiques, things that we could get a little bit better at. You know, one of his one of his critiques is that on the day that the episode drops, that needs to be today in history, not when we actually record, but when the episode actually drops. So we're going to be doing that tonight for the listener. I'm looking forward to that. So this thing's going to be dropping January the 10th. Also want to make note. Okay. I know it's early in the pod, but I have yet to make a fart noise and I did not take my speed prior to the episode. So I think you're going to feel that. I think I'm going to be pretty low key. You're not going to have to call on me tonight. I might not say anything. Oh, hey, we talked about fake meat last week. <laughs> fake meat? What's that? We talked about some fake meat last week. That was on my trends that I don't want to see coming back, but it's not going anywhere, y'all. Did y'all see that KFC is <laughs> releasing next week Beyond Meat Fried Chicken? The, you the, already the, told the me the they were going skinless. Is, what? The real question is, is Colin riding Beyond Meat, or is it just the real thing? Nope. Only here for the real thing. (laughs) Not here for that. I hear you. (laughs) 
All right. Hey, episode's dropping January the 10th. So on January, the, we're recording January the 5th, but this is dropping January the 10th for like the fifth time. Birthdays. We want to wish a very happy birthday. I know all of these folks are going to be listening to the Power 5 podcast on their birthday. Rod Stewart, have I told you lately that I love you? Turned 76 years old. You um, have told me that, Kevin. I appreciate it. And I love Rod Stewart. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby. <laughs> Anyone else? Hey, George Foreman, 72 years old. The George Foreman Grill, are they still making those? I think Was that are. the dad on that 70s show? Listen, would you rather take a punch from Mike Tyson or Foreman? <laughs> would you rather put your face on a Foreman grill or get punched in the face by Mike Tyson? Mm. Kevin? <laughs> I will say the grill didn't really like heat my hot dogs up that fast, so you might be all right. <laughs> I'm going grill. Hey, this is, <laughs> I like it. this is right up Collins Alley. Jared Kushner turns 41. The Kush. Hey, listen, this is for all of you guys. The OG original Carolina Panther quarterback, Jake DeLome, 47. Uh, I don't know. Was he the original? Kerry Collins was. Kerry Collins, my Jake bad. DeLone. My Jake bad. DeLone was right. the best. Yeah. 47 years old today. Glenn Big Baby Robinson turns 49. What? I thought about He's that older that than Jake DeLone? Wow. Yeah. That's right. Wow. I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but our guest tonight, and we'll get to him shortly, is a big racing fan. So we've got somebody from Formula One, Bobby Rahal, used to be the driver of the Miller Formula Let's One. Turned 60, <laughs> turned 69 years old and possibly the all-time greatest of all NASCAR cars that unfortunately got wrecked every single week, the Skull Chevrolet Driven by none other than Harry Gant turns 82 years old today. Happy birthday, Harry Gant. And the they just don't make those cars like they used to. No, those they paint don't, schemes. Man. With products that we use, because like I haven't had a Tide Pod in like three years, but I've had Skull every morning for the past five. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, big happy birthday to those guys. Y'all, today is <clears throat> National Houseplant Appreciation Day. Colin, I can see those houseplants that you got on your nightstand right there laying in your bed. I know you talk to them every night. Make sure that <laughs> you, you water up. Well. That's right. I mean, he breaks that aloe leaf and just rubs it on his cheek right there to soften those puppies. <laughs> He's got the softest skin, folks. I can touch it from here. Hey, 1776, January 10th, 1776, Common Sense by Thomas Paine was published. Boy, we could use some of that. I knew that <laughs> one was coming. I knew it was coming. Speaking of this day in history, it is January 10th, and Kirby Smart is getting ready to hoist his championship trophy, and then out of nowhere, he decides to do a fake punt and loses it again to Nick That's Saban. possible. Shout that possible. out. Hey, you mentioned that. Anybody got any predictions real quick before we move on to our uh, to finish up today in history? Real simple. You just don't pick against Nick Saban. You don't. You don't bet against him. You really can't. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that sums it up right there. I like that comment. Yeah. <clears throat> Bama. All right. Nice 99, 1999, 1999, January 10th, 1999. The Sopranos premiered on HBO. Is it Sopranos or Sopranos? Sopranos. 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 And it's the Gabagoo. The Gabagoo. I just wrapped <laughs> it up. 
great show. I highly recommend it to anybody that has. Is it better than The Wire? You know, they're very different, and I I would say just because I'm just so fresh off Sopranos, I I probably give it the edge, but I like both of them a lot. And would you say those two are in a cream of their own crop? For yeah, I mean for, for HBO show for that yeah, I mean obviously Game of Thrones and Entourage are the best, but after that yeah, those two. All right, man, I mean it was it's it's just fantastic, man. I mean just the whole the whole thing was great. It, it was a little bit slow, but when it really got into the second season, man, I just fell in love. And then you know the ending was great. Highly recommend anybody that hasn't seen it. January 10th, 2006, Apple releases the brand new iMac for the first time, first edition. Those were ugly. Were those like the little chubby ones? Or are you saying that was the the iMac like desktop that was like the first? Is that like the green like desktop? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like those psychedelic things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. That was like a, that. what year was that? Oh, six. I think that those green things were were pre-2006. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty sure we have some of that. <laughs> we'll we'll just, go, we'll just go with it. I just read them. the line. I iMac version 1.7. I don't know. Anyways, hey, last but not least, everybody's favorite judge on the American Idol, Simon Cowell, leaves American Idol back in 2010, January 10th, 2010. How about that? Yep. White T-shirt, V-neck, exactly what Colin's wearing right now. <laughs> Nothing else. Listen, people don't think that Colin's got a ton of chest hair. Oh, he's showing it off with that V-neck. That's why I wear the V-necks. That's right. It came with the T-shirt. That's right. Matches the Sopranos. The Gabagoo. I might lose some with COVID, though. We'll see. Yeah. I've heard that. Hey, hoping I don't uh, hoping I don't get it. Hey, listen, I already had it one time, though, so I feel like chances are pretty good. I don't know. Oh, I man. like my chances. Hey, that's it. Today in history, changing it up, January 10th. All right, gentlemen, joining us on this week's pod to help us rank our Adam Sandler movies, we've got an Australian professional golfer, Scott Hinn, joining us today. Scott's a 15-time winner on several professional golf tours, including the PGA Tour, the Asian Tour, the Canadian Tour, and the European Tour. And he was the first foreign player on the PGA Tour to lead the tour in driving distance, man. He was hitting bombs well before Mr. Mickelson was. Hendy, thanks so much for joining us on the Power 5 podcast, man. Welcome to the pod family. G'day, guys. Hope it's all well there. I'm uh, just excited to uh, be here and share some rankings with you, boys. I heard that, man. Yeah, we're excited to have you. We love talking golf. We love watching golf, man. We're a bit obsessed with it, I guess, is the word for it, man. We love it. We're, we get jazzed about it all the time, the majors, the different tours. It doesn't matter. We are, we're excited to actually talk to a professional golfer. It's pretty exciting. It's a first for us. We've had some different sports personalities, but you are our first golfer. So we're excited about that. And I'm just going to kick it off before we get into our rankings, man. Just kind of tell me uh, a little bit about what 2022 is looking like for you coming up with the upcoming golf season. Um, I'm about to head out to uh, Abu Dhabi, the DP World Tour in a couple of weeks time. And I've just got over a, a surgery, so I've just been recovering from that, and I'm about to start practicing, and we'll kick it off in in uh, in the desert. We've got five weeks on the road, and then we'll see we'll see what happens after that. Whether I'm 
whether I get a win on the board, I might come home. If I don't get a win on the board, I'll just be out there grinding away, trying to make some money to possibly purchase another classic car. I heard that. Yeah, I heard you. Uh, you work for the Ferraris, right? Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm never going to buy one. I'm not, I'm not that silly, and I'm not making that much money. But if I can rent one, I'll rent one, you know? Yeah. The old Fulton Alum sort of thing. If it floats, rents, or fornicates, uh, rent it. I heard that. Well, listen, man, you, you know, you mentioned flying back home if you get a W. I, I couldn't help myself. I, I went in a deep dive into the Twitter world the other day, and I saw an interview from you last year. I can't remember where it was you were playing, but you came home for your wife's birthday in Florida. You had to fly back. There was all kinds of travel woes, and you, you lost your club. You had to borrow some clubs, some sweater, I mean, some clothes. You had to go to the Man, you had to go to the mall and buy some stuff. Tell our listeners a little bit about that story. Uh, well, we had a few COVID issues in Europe where they weren't going to let the English guys to um, Germany unless they were out of England for 10 days. So the tour decided that we'd start the tournament late. And I thought, well, I'm not going to sit around my birthday. So I flew from Copenhagen back to Florida for my wife's birthday, spent a couple of days here, then I jumped on a plane and flew back to Copenhagen was going to take the ferry across, but somewhere along the line, Air France lost my uh, clubs in Charles de Gaulle. And then I got to the golf course and I, my clubs are going back and forward between airports. And I ended up uh, borrowing some shoes off Scott Jameson, who's a golf pro, borrowing a set of clubs off another golf pro, Stephen Gallagher. And I went to Uniqlo in the afternoon. I got there, went and bought some Uniqlo clothes, but I'll tell you why. The boxer shorts from Uniqlo, don't do it to yourself. They, do those it. things are stranglers. They're a joke. <laughs> You got to get those Duluth yeah. Trading Company shorts. I'm telling you, bro, these things were horrendous. They, they rode up. They were lifting and operating on both sides. <laughs> uh, I ended up having to use another set of clubs the second day because a guy borrowed the clubs off the first day, wanted his clubs back. So I ended up using eight clubs and two rounds of golf. And I broke 80 twice, but obviously I didn't make the cut. That's a that's impressive and, yeah, a, and really. a heck of a story. Hey, were you were you okay with the shoes that you had to borrow? Because I know you you got a, you got some fashionable shoes I've seen. Yeah, well, they were foot joy shoes, so I'm pretty used to wearing foot joy. So I was just quite I was quite lucky. But after wearing for two days, the guy didn't want them because the places I was going to find my golf ball, you don't <laughs> want the shoes when they're full of that stuff. <laughs> hey, who's got better style, you or Ian Poulter? Oh, well. Polter's got all the gear and he's got it from head to toe. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind wearing some Larry stuff, but uh, things he's actually worn the tournaments. I probably wouldn't wear those to fancy dress parties. <laughs> I heard that. Hey, Scott, two quick questions for you. Um, first, what is your favorite course on the European tour? Um, I got two, believe it or not. One, one's Crancia, Crown Montana in the Swiss Alps and the other one is a Hong Kong fan link at the Hong Kong Open. I mean, they're okay. two of the best best places to go, best golf courses to play. They're very fiddly courses, but the people in the area is just amazing and it, it just makes the atmosphere and the, the whole place is electric on both places when you go and play. Okay, I bet they're both beautiful. So uh, and my second question is this. So I play typically with some low single-digit handicappers and there's generally – a Walmart super center in between their drives and my drives. So what would you, what advice would you give to a 12, 13 handicap on how, how to drive the ball a little bit further? 
Well, for starters, you're playing with low handicappers, did you say? You're playing with, yeah. with three or four markers where you've got eight shots on them. So that's right. For starters, that's right. I wouldn't I wouldn't even worry about the length between you and them because you got that extra shot. So by the time you pass them, you're actually a half a shot ahead of them. Oh, that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. That's all that's all you gotta think about. You got the shots to cover it, so it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean what Brand's not telling you, that's all nine too. I mean, he's twelve handicap all nine, so uh he's, <laughs> he's smoking them really. Is that good? Well, hey, it's always good to have money, money handicap, isn't it? <laughs> Scott, appreciate you joining us, man. My my golf game is is long gone it'll it'll i'll never have a golf game outside of just fellowship with the guys but just kind of curious like at what age did you did you really start getting into the game and and really becoming serious about it oh that's 17 i gave up i gave up all my other sport um i got a little bit disappointed in team sports after playing quite well in cricket and still losing matches in australia and i figured this team sports sort of stuff is uh is not for me and then fortunately that was the way I was thinking because now that I've realized that playing a team sport unless you're playing I don't know croquet or or something that, that the elder people play you you don't last very as a career you look at football you look at baseball you know not too many people last into their 40s and through their 40s in a team sport that's all it's all gone I'm 30 35 normally so golf was a good good decision in hindsight 17 that's pretty impressive though I, I would have expected a younger age but that's that's pretty impressive to get serious at that point but appreciate yeah, you joining played, us tonight played a lot of played a lot of cricket and a lot of baseball so you know in australia we're fortunate to to be able to have access to a lot of sports so we, we all the kids that are good at sports play all different sports and then all of a sudden you decide what you want to do scott i got a serious question for you here we have all answered this on the pod would you rather take a punch to the face from Mike Tyson in his prime or a kick to the face from Conor McGregor? Mm. I've sort of had that question before, but it wasn't the second one wasn't Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> I reckon I'd have to go Conor. I think Mike would probably crack my skull. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we've all been trying to convince Kevin, but he still wants to take a sucker punch. Either way, yeah, I'm probably I'm, dying. He's got to make sure he gets you in the, he's got to get you in the forehead. That's right. Yeah, he better miss. Yeah, otherwise I'm <laughs> I'm going down. Hey, well before we kick off our rankings, Scott, um I did see that you're a big NASCAR fan. So, I yes, mean, do, you, do you do you make it to a few races a year? I mean, do you go down to Daytona since you're kind of close? Dude, we used to, I used to take my son down to the Coke Zero all the time and it was it was great fun and then I've been to Daytona a few times for the big one. And uh, I've actually was fortunate enough when I was on the PJ Tour to drive a few few of the tracks. So, it was pretty awesome. Awesome. But, but when obviously being away playing on the European tour and the Asian tour and playing all around the place, it's very difficult to get to a few places. I mean, I would love to go to Bristol. That would be one of my trips that I'd love to go and see Bristol. And I haven't got around to it as yet, but I will, I'll do it one day. Who's your driver? Well, it used to be, you know, Yimmy Johnson used to be my driver. Okay. But now it's, you know, now, now it's more of a, of, a, of a case where I just, I just watch NASCAR and I really haven't got, a so-called favorite driver, the driver that I 
enjoy the dislike is Kyle Busch for some reason. Oh, I mean, he's I like such that. a great he's such a great driver, but for some reason he's just got that I don't Easy want to hate. like him sort of. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but it's. And yeah. I mean, he's obviously very talented he's and a great driver, but it, it, that's how that's how it works out. Yeah, I like that. Brant's probably got a couple opinions, that same opinion on some some golfers on the tour, but we won't let him. We won't we won't ask him to come out with those. <laughs> oh, we can we can come out with it. We can come I, out with I, it. Oh, I, I go ahead go ahead and come out with it. Well, Scott, I, I want to preface this by saying I'm sure this guy is a great guy, but it's Zach Johnson. It's his caddy doing the eagle bird dance. I just <laughs> I I can't get with him. I don't know. That's him, dude. Seriously, they're both actually really nice guys. I, I'm sure they're great. I really they do. are. Damon Green, he's a great guy. Damon, Damon's a great guy, and and Zach's a really great guy too. I mean, they, you can't fault either of them. To be honest, all right, with you. all right, fair enough. I'll I'll try to change my opinion. Change my opinion. <laughs> hey, oh, you're entitled. You're entitled to an opinion. Everybody is. Well, Man, that's I, firsthand knowledge that you have about them, so I, I'll take that to heart. Hey, who's the who's the golfer from Spain? I can't remember. He he's got the ponytail. Um, Miguel Jimenez. Yes. Miguel Jimenez. Yes, he was. I was always actively pulling against them. I'm sure he's a cool dude too. But what? Yeah, well, I you just and I was. Beer then we'll, we'll definitely get on together. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm telling you, that guy not a fan, no doubt. So, all right, well, cool, man. Well, let's get right to it. This is what we're here for, is to rank our favorite Adam Sandler movies, our top five Adam Sandler movies. We got Christian starting us off. Scott, I'm going to let you pick twice, or excuse me, second tonight. I will go third, Brant fourth, and then Colin, you will round us out in that fifth spot. All right, let's get it. Number five. All right, guys, tonight we're ranking our top five Adam Sandler movies of all time. And, guys, I got to be honest with you, this was actually one of the easiest. 51st episode. I mean, it, it didn't take me 51st dates to figure this thing out, fellas. I probably came up with it in less than five minutes. And I will tell you one thing. When I started thinking about these and thinking about my criteria, I didn't need criteria because I didn't get out of the 90s. When it comes to Adam Sandler, anything post 99 is actually not in my list, not because it wasn't a good movie, but because Sandler's prime to me was in the 90s. And you're going to see that in my list. So, again, without further ado, coming in at number five for me, going to take this thing back to 1998. However, the movie itself was taking place in the 80s, which, as you guys know on the show, love the 80s, love the music, love the time. In this movie, Adam Sandler was the wedding singer. And again, something that could have been brought to his attention yesterday. Julia Gulia, you name it, the wedding singer. Awesome cameos. Guys like Steve Buscemi, who are in a lot of his flicks. John Lovitz, the fat, creepy guy. And I got to give a shout out to Alan Covert, who's like the guy in every one of his movies. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, so coming at number five, give me the wedding singer. Boom. Yeah, good thing. Expected it to make a list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was very All right, important. Scott, are you up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's fired up. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not as well researched as that, but I just know what movie I did enjoy, and I enjoyed Chuck and Larry. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That was a close call for me. Oh, I, I really, I really did enjoy that. I got a lot of laughs out of that one. 
Kevin James. I mean, classic Jessica Bill. Yeah. Don't forget her. Oh yeah, absolutely. Timberlake. No, yeah. Hey, Kevin James to me is kind of like that Chris Farley replacement for Sandler. I felt like he needed to fill a void, and I think Kevin James kind of filled that in a way. He's more the physical comedy guy, so I'm not mad at that. That's a that's a good pick there, man. Off the grid, I'd say. Hey, I think so Jessica Bill actually pulled that pulled that one through for it. <laughs> she, oh, got, she got you in the top five. She pulled hey. me through seventh heaven. <laughs> hey, the wedding singer, Chuck and Larry, those were right there on my cut list. Didn't quite make my list, but my my criteria, Christian, like you, man. I mean, I'm just a a Sandler apologist. I mean, just growing up, middle school. I had his CDs, you know, loved him on SNL, just everything about him. My first memory of, of Adam Sandler was actually in the movie Airheads with Brendan Frazier. Uh, Steve Buscemi was in there as well. He had a, a small role in the movie Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd. Chris Farley was in there as well. I mean, just, you know, he was well-connected with that SNL crew. But coming in at number five, I feel like this may be – ranked a little bit lower, I guess, or higher, however you want to say it, than what maybe some of you guys are going to gonna bring this movie. But coming in at number five for me is The Water Boy. I like the movie. I think it's funny. Love Rob Schneider. We've talked about this before on the pod. How Rob Schneider's in, in is Adam Sandler's real best friend. Uh, he makes a lot of Sandler's movies even funnier than, than what they, they already are. But Waterboy came out in 98, grossed 190 million. Adam Sandler came out and said he wanted to base his character on LeVar Arrington's playing style. Y'all remember LeVar Arrington, linebacker? Oh, yeah, Penn State guy. In the day. Now, check this out. Brant, you know I always like to bring a little bit of nuggets to some of my, my picks. The Waterboy was originally going to be a black and white movie. Could you imagine that? I mean, it's not even going to hit near as hard as it does right. if it's in black and white. Uh, y'all know my feelings. So it would have come out when you were first seeing movies when they were black and white, right, Kevin? Correct, correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, like I said, y'all know my feelings <laughs> on Andy Griffith's show. So, I mean, it would have yeah. been this thing. Yeah, better in black and white. Hey, classic, classic line, the medulla oblongata. Now, is there anyone here that can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anyone? Yes, sir, you, sir. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> Your mama said alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, sir, you, sir. Alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata. It's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior. That is correct. The medulla oblongata. Mama? The medulla oblongata is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from. Now, is there anybody here who can tell me where happiness comes from? No. Anyone? All right. Let's hear what Mama has to say on the subject. Mama say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> well, folks, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Mama's right. 
Mama's right. Mama's right. Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. That's the only Can you do an impression? Medulla oblongata. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll sound clip that and put that in there. We'll hey, save the impressions for Colin. Hey, here's the craziest nugget, Scott. I don't know if you're a big Star Wars guy. Okay, uh, nobody on the pod really is, except for Christian. But so Star Wars Episode One, the trailer for that movie was actually a preview for the water boy. Okay. Back in 1998. So all the star Wars fanboys, all the star Wars geeks go out to see the water boy just so they could see the trailer of star Wars episode one. How about that? So that's part of your 190 million. Number five, the water boy. I like it. I like it. She's coming. That back. is a good nugget there. That's pretty cool. All right. Coming to number five for me. So Kevin, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I like the movie. I tried every which way to get to to chop it and not let it make my list, but you just couldn't leave Bobby Boucher off the list. So number five, I'm, I'm with you on the Water Boy. Just the I love the overprotective mother, but uh, played by Kathy Bates. I mean that character is hilarious. Like showing the girlfriend his his uh, sheets where he's peed on his sheets. <laughs> like it's just a classic movie. I was disappointed to see that Rotten Tomatoes had that 34%. I think we all we all respect the Rotten Tomatoes, but come on, man. You gotta that's gotta be 60 plus percent. So coming to number five, the water boy. Hey, speaking of Kathy Bates, I, I read this. I didn't write it down, but since you mentioned Kathy Bates, so she got the script and instantly threw it in the trash. Okay. Gets it, looks at it, reads a couple pages, trash. Her niece is staying over at her house. Sees it in the trash, says, you know, Aunt Kathy, this is Adam Sandler. Do you not know who Adam Sandler is? What are you doing? You, you've got to be in this movie. So that's why she ended up taking the role. Oh, that's fantastic. That's pretty good. I mean, Kathy Bates, high profile, obviously. Uh, what about Henry Winkler, a.k.a. the Fonz, oh, as yeah. uh, the coach there, man? Talk about Fonzie, yes. you know, growing old there. We'll just uh, keep this going right along with the water boy at number five for me i will touch on my criteria for a second you know anybody that listens to the pod knows that this is not really my style of humor certainly watched a lot of adam sandler movies a significant number of them with christian and pod guest favorite door but not my cup of tea necessarily, but I do have the water boy at number five. I considered it being higher, but you know, the mud dogs beat Clemson uh, six to three that season. They're just not going to get higher on the list because of that for me, Scott, we're all big Clemson football fans. So uh, did not appreciate that disrespect to the tigers. How about that, man? I remember how crazy we were like, Oh my God, Clemson made a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great call, Colin. It was in the little paper clip, wasn't it? My dogs beat Clemson. That's yeah. right. Yep. Wow. Good pick. Number four. Well, for my number four, I'm going to keep that water boy train coming, guys. So I think what you're going to see about me here is Adam Sandler does characters very well, or at least he did more characters in the 90s. And so I had The Wedding Singer at five, which is absolutely a character. Uh, number four for me, The Waterboy, again, 1998, which is crazy. He did The Waterboy and The Wedding Singer in 98. This guy was putting out two, I would consider them 
box office hit comedies. I'd have to go back and look at, I know Rotten Tomatoes doesn't respect them, but I'd have to think when you look at comedies, you know, what they were grossing back in the nineties, I'd have to say they probably hit number one at the box office, maybe for a weekend, unless it was, you know, chasing movies like Twister and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, again, great cast. I think the one thing that we'll probably mention a lot is that he helps his boys out. Right. I mean, you mentioned Rob Schneider, uh, but what about Peter Dante and, you know, you some of the big crazy football players, you know, you'll see him in every single movie having little cameos. And that's what I love about Sandler. He helps his boys out, not just his famous friends like Spade and rock and all them, but you know, he helps out the little guys and they honestly make the movie for me sometimes. And uh, you know, I, I think my favorite is when he just starts rambling, he goes, uh, my mama said, uh, my mama said, my, my mama said, my mama said, and he just keeps saying that like that stuff. Oh, oh, mama said, mama said, my mama said, mama said that, my mama said that, my mama said that, my mama said that. You don't get that today in 2022. So, you know, give me Bobby Boucher, the water boy coming at number four. Love it, man. Hey, I'm shocked that that it went five, 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 four. Scott, you going to have it at number one here in a little bit? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you want my number four? Number four. Yeah. Well, this, this is probably going to not surprise some, but don't mess with the Zohan. Oh, yes. Man. I love that movie. I'm so glad it made your list. I wasn't brave man. enough. I mean, the amount of, the amount of lines of, of his movies, I, we pull out on the golf course all the time and you get a drink or it's fizzly. You know, all sort of all that sort of crap that you pull out these little lines all the time, or <laughs> like water boy, you gotta get some water, it was good quality two O. You know, it's just it's all these little stupid things you say all the time. <laughs> but, but don't mess with the Zohan's definitely on my list as well. Zohan, man, that is a classic. And and I actually I think I still own the DVD somewhere, but you know, he was starting to bring in some newer kind of friends like Nick Swardson and that. And like you said, the fizzy bubbly and just his accent in that movie. Uh who was it? Like John Torturo. He had yes. so many classic guys yes. that were just awesome in that movie, man. I love that pick, actually. Is I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's been been a while, actually. Is that the movie, like, at the beginning, the whole family sitting at the table, and they're just, like, shoveling hummus in their mouth? Is that that one? Christian? <laughs> yes, you know? they're hummus the whole about, time. It's like, it is a very about, tasty, like, diarrhea-like <laughs> substance. Like, it, they are just, like, slamming everything in this hummus. Colin, you like hummus? I don't need hummus. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, though, the reason why I feel like Kevin should have this on is the movie was all about hair and like Kevin's hair product, you know, just you don't mess with right. Kevin Williams, honestly. Right. Got to be phenomenal. Five dollars. <laughs> Walmart. Let's go. <laughs> the best line in that movie, Scott, and I don't know if you remember it. He goes to the pharmacy and I think Rob Schneider was the pharmacist, I believe. I could be wrong. It's somebody. And he basically, he was looking for like nitroglycerin or, or something. And he goes like, he goes, you use, he goes from time to time. Have you found this find anything? Yes. Uh, do you have liquid nitrogen? What? Liquid nitrogen. Uh, oh, well, I, I suppose we we have some of that. Uh, just a moment. Uh, this is it? Yes, and that's the large container. This works? Oh, it works quite well. Yes. You use? From time to time. <laughs> sure. 
would take 12. <laughs> like, I, I think he was looking for a cream for his body and somebody was trying to make some kind of bomb and, and he goes, you use? <laughs> it's classic. Anyway, that's with yeah. Zahan, man. Hey, that's, a, that's an off-the-grid pick. We like that, man. All right, here we go. Coming in at number four for me. Wow. Watched this a ton in college. Came out in 2002. Made $171 million at the box office. Actually, a remake of a 1935 movie called Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. It is just simply Mr. Deeds. Christian, you just mentioned John Turturro. He is the sneaky butler in the movie. Do you sneaky snake. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, he's sneaky like, well, oh, you just, you just came out of nowhere. I feel like you were underestimating my sneakiness, sir. Anyways, <laughs> the best scene in that movie is when Turturro is assisting him with his sock change, sir. And he takes his sock off and Deeds is telling him, hey, just to let you know, man, it's going to be completely black. I got frostbite, a wicked case of frostbite. And he starts just like wailing on Sandler's foot with the, the hot fireplace poker. He's stomping on it. I am assisting you with your sock change. You're going to change my socks for me? You don't got to do that. Come on, stand up. Thank you, sir. Besides, you don't want to have to touch my right foot. I got wicked bad frostbite when I was in the scouts. Check it out. Hmm. Pretty messed up, huh? The hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams forever. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. But the weird thing is, I got no feeling left in it, so you could, like, jump on it, and it wouldn't hurt me. Go ahead, jump on it. I would really rather not, sir. Oh, please, please jump on my foot. Yeah, I didn't feel that. What else you got? Hey, get that fireplace poker right there and just whack my foot. Do I absolutely have to? It's going to be fun. Just, just grab it. All my friends do this when they're wasted. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead, give it a whack. Nothing. Really? Isn't that sick? Didn't feel that. Isn't that awesome? Go ahead. Nothing. Yeah. I know. I know you're starting to like it, aren't you? Chop that wood. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you're sick. You're sick. Why would you do that to me? I'm just kidding you, pal. <laughs> you, you want me going there? Y'all remember that scene? Oh, yeah. When he pokes him with it. Listen, I got to tell you about Mr. Deed. So it didn't make my list, but it is a classic movie. Again, I had so many good ones in the 90s, but I don't know if you remember the scene. So again, Alan Cover is like his best buddy, but he's like this creepy guy, right? Who's always spying on him and, you know, pretends to to rob uh, what's her name? Uh, Winona Ryder. Well, the scene where he's in the shower <laughs> and Peter Gallagher walks in, he's just soaping himself going to town. And and the guy goes, he's like, I got some information on deeds. And Gallagher's like, would you quit soaping your ass? <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to go back and just Google that scene. That is, I'm, so I'm pretty sure that was right after he was pretending to play tennis and he was yes. like, dropping, you know, I'm talking about, he's just getting pounded by the tennis ball yeah. but yes <laughs> heck of a movie Winona Ryder man anything she plays in is I, I'm not a fan but everybody else in that movie overcomes her Number what about four, Stranger Things oh, Stranger Things overrated <laughs> 
All right. All right. Coming to number four for me is The Wedding Singer. Christian's already mentioned it here, but just a classic movie. The first movie with uh, Sandler and Drew Barrymore. I mean, they went on to make several other films, but, you know, set in 1985, you know, he's got the long hair, just the whatever hairstyle you call that, but it's just, just nostalgic for me and just, uh, just like a seagulls. Yes. Yes. So coming in number four, the wedding singer for me. Wait, your name's going to be Julia Gulia. That's funny. (laughs) Why is that funny? Yes. (laughs) All right. Coming in at number four for me. And when I think about the years spent hanging out and easily, with Christian and Dilworth, I'm not sure that there is a, a movie that sticks out more than Billy Madison. Mm. Uh, the 1995 release may come in higher on some lists. I don't know, but I mean, who, who wasn't crushing on Veronica Vaughn? And then you get the, the cameo <laughs> from Chris Farley as the bus driver, but just a great movie, man. <laughs> loved, loved watching it at, uh, at Dilworth and Christians, but Billy Madison, number four for me. Colin, that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of age. I know from experience, dude. You know what I mean? No, no, you don't. No, but a guy I know, him and her got it on. No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't. But you can imagine what it would be like if they did, right? (laughs) Hey, I've got some commentary on that. I'll save it. Oh, classic, though. Number three. All right, guys, coming in at number three, I want to give you guys some knowledge. You may already know this, but Adam Sandler, actually his roommate in college and best friend, Judd Apatow, who did all the famous movies, Knocked Up, Super Bad, This is 40, all that kind of stuff, right? Judd Apatow's wife is Leslie Mann. And Leslie Mann, again, was in movies like Knocked Up, The Other Woman, all these. Well, she also made what I feel like was her debut In this movie in 1999, people will say maybe this is where Sandler started to get a little more sensitive, a little more serious as he took on sort of adopting this five-year-old boy named Julian, a.k.a. Frankenstein, and really became his father. But talk about an all-star cast, John Stewart. Uh, You think of uh, Cole and Dylan Sprouse, Zach and Cody, uh, Rob Schneider as everyone's favorite Nazo, the delivery guy. He's like, you want lamb and tuna fish? Hip hop, hip hop anonymous, you know, anyway, such a great cast, all his friends from Covert to Dante, you name it, Steve Buscemi as the homeless man, army veteran (laughs) who he owes a sausage McMuffin to, Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is big daddy. Talk about a classic man. And, And this is number three, but it was tough. I was really torn between my one, two and three. This came out in 99. So again, it was kind of the latest of the Sandler movies to make my list, but give me big daddy at number three. Great pick. Absolute banger movie. I mean, love it. Golly, Nazo, Rob Schneider. So Scuba many, Steve. So many lines in that movie. Oh, you're there are three pieces of cheesecake. I mean, just line after. He gets, <laughs> you never order a ton of fish. He gets ticked off when he's playing cards with, what's the kid's name, man? I forget. Julian uh, Frankenstein. Julian, Julian, Julian. I win. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Playing go fish wins every time. <laughs> Because I win. I win. <laughs> oh, good pick, man. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna run at number three. Uh, a movie that I really did enjoy watching was is Blended. 
Blended. Blended, right. Uh, Drew Barrymore. Nice. Hey, is that the one where they, they go to Africa, right? Correct. Terry Crews in it. Up yes. There, singing and stuff. And, and the, the fake crocodiles and all this sort of stuff. And then he's got his daughter wants to be wants his daughter to be a boy. It was pretty it's a real sort of movie. I do remember that one. Yes. Yes. I don't remember. It came out I get what when Christian, like mid two thousand, something like that. I think so. Yeah, it was definitely newer than 50 First Dates. I almost felt like it was kind of like a sequel because of the Drew Barrymore connection. But That's right. Yeah. It was good. All right. I like the pick, man. All right. Coming in at number three for me, the iconic classic movie. It may come in higher on y'all's list. I'm not sure. 1996. Shockingly, only made $41 million at the box office, but we got Happy Gilmore. Okay. Everybody loves Happy Gilmore. I guess everybody loves it. Everybody that I know loves it. Hey, it was based on a real friend of Sandler's from New Hampshire. Just a big, tough guy, hockey player. Outdrove Sandler all the time if they ever played any golf. But anyways, here's the cool fact about this. And we're not going to give a rundown about what the movie's about. I mean, heck, everybody – if you're listening to this pod at this point, you know what Happy Gilmore is. But – the, the interesting thing is Shooter McGavin, okay, his character was played by Christopher McDonald. He play, he turned down the role twice. I can't imagine anybody other than this guy playing Shooter McGavin. But anyways, he turned down the role twice because he only knew Sandler as the opera guy from SNL. And he sees the script and he's like, oh, man, anybody, you know, anything by the opera guy can't be too good. And anyways – Somehow or another, ended up accepting accepting the role. And, man, I, I feel like he actually made it such a classic. I mean, how many gifts do you use of Shooter McGavin just whenever all you text him, right? I mean, obviously, yeah, all the Listen, time. Listen, so. Kevin, uh, weren't you a big uh, Modern Family guy? Mm, not so much. I mean, it's You look right. like you would be. Maybe That's Brant fine. is. Anyway, did you know that the mom, I think, from that show yes. is the one who played – uh, you know, the the love interest there of uh, Julie Happy Gilmore. And Julie, I can't remember what her last name is, but yes. Uh, yes yeah, I her guess. name is Julie Bowen, but she played Bowen. Virginia Bennett. Right. My favorite scene in that movie is when his girlfriend is leaving him and he gets up on the little intercom and he's like, And then the Asian woman comes up. <laughs> He's, hey, you don't want breakfast? <laughs> oh, man. Great flick. Coming back. Coming back. Yeah, for sure. That'll be a clean sweep, I feel like. All right, coming in number three for me. This is probably the movie that's the most off the grid for me. But it is a classic. It is a great movie. I mean, some of you may not have even seen it. But it's Punch Drunk Love. Um, it's a very dark and quirky comedy. It's 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 unique. I mean, so Sandler plays a, a guy named Barry uh, Egan. He's basically selling bathroom supplies. Like it's just a very unique, dark, weird comedy. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it, who is extorting Sandler's character. The 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 way that it's directed is very unique. It's got a great soundtrack with all original scores. So if you haven't seen it, I, I definitely I would encourage you to. It's probably Sandler's best acting movie, um, in my opinion. So coming in at number three, Punch Drunk Love. 
I've heard it. I've never seen it because it felt like it was more of a serious role and it may be a comedy, yeah. but you guys know, just like I did with four Christmases, uh, going to put that on my list of things to watch. All right. Coming in at number three for me, I'm going with a repeat. I think Kevin had it earlier. Uh, Mr. Deeds, uh, the 2002 flick, you know, just uh, love, love Longfellow Deeds there, the character, and just uh, appreciate the generosity there at the end with the red Corvettes uh, for everybody in Mandrake Falls. Love it, man. Love, love little Mr. Deeds there. Number two. Well, guys, my number two pick is uh, brought to you ad-free by Pfizer, uh, keeping me uh, COVID-free since 2021. So shout out to Pfizer. Um, Anyway, uh, I really was... Hey, just going back on this. I mean, like, you're the only person that's really had COVID like three times but hasn't had COVID, right? Look, according to my record, yeah, sure, I can't taste, I can't smell, I I don't know, you know, who invented the helicopter, even though I own one. I had fever, I had headaches, malaise, you know, diarrhea, you name it. But (laughs) that could have been because of something else. But either way, I'm 0 for 3 when it comes to testing positive. So I'd like to say I'm still undefeated. Uh, I'm still alive here, fellas. So just wanted to shout that out to the booster. (laughs) So number two and number one, I had to kind of swap between those two. I was so torn between them both. My number two pick, we've mentioned it before here. It came out in February of 95 and think about budgets. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, like budgets for a lot of movies are multi-million dollars. This had a $10 million budget only made 26.4 million in box office. And I will tell you when this movie came out, I was probably nine years old. So I did not see it in theaters, but immediately got the VHS probably still have the VHS and the DVD of this one. want to give a couple shout outs, rest in peace to Norm McDonald who played Adam Sandler's friend, Frank, uh, when he was going through the different grades here, uh, celebrating with him partying having daiquiris by the pool uh, also big shout out as well obviously we know the bus driver chris farley steve buscemi as the guy who had a list of people from school that he wanted to hit uh and he was wearing the lipstick, lipstick. And, and adam sandler goes i'm glad i called that guy and so make you know i award you no points may god have mercy on your soul it is Billy Madison coming in at number two, an all-time classic, as Colin mentioned. I mean, used to wear this movie out, Miss Lippy. You know, you get your butt out there and you find that freaking dog. Uh, just so many great quotable lines here. Uh, family favorite at my house. Number two, Billy Madison. Golly. How is that not number one, right? I mean, it was tough, man. Very what tough. a banger, man. All right, Scotty, you're up. I'm pretty boring after, compared to that. I mean, come on, I'm I'm just going to go straight into Grown Ups. I mean, Grown Ups is, is just hey. a, a comedy. It's just a piece of work that I really enjoyed. All those boys meshing together with a bit of comedy. I mean, it's nothing like Billy Madison, but it, I, I found it quite enjoyable. I love Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. If they do a three, I'll, I'll watch that too. Great movie. Again, Sandler's grown up now. But he's still Sandler. And, and the cast of characters around him as he ages, I think, keep him who he was from the start. He may not be as off the wall crazy, but he still is the glue that keeps those people together. And I love that. I respect that pick. Yeah, I feel you on that too, Christian. Like, grown up Sandler, 
still makes fun of the same stuff as as he did when he was younger. However, he's not necessarily the the main attraction when it comes time to be being the joke. I guess it's it's the surrounding cast. I feel like like he's always right. just hounding. Well, it's like you said. What's that guy, Alan Covert? Or Covert, yeah, Alan Covert. Yeah. I mean, just all of those guys. But man, going back, we've mentioned Kevin James and great and and Chuck and Larry. I mean, he's in Steve Buscemi. Too. You know, a guy who's got clout for like HBO shows, right? Like this guy is no joke. Yet he's in every Adam Sandler movie, right? I mean, the, he must have respect, right? I, I mean, if I told you, give me an impression of Adam Sandler. Anytime, and you said, like you would know who I'm talking about, right? And so he'll still throw out those little impressions in his like later movies, like grown ups, like you know, but his back hurts, and we all feel that because we're grown ups, especially me, <laughs> especially you here soon. Yeah. All right, hey, Picks nice pick, grown ups, love it. I wish they would do a grown ups number three or. Billy Madison too doesn't matter. I mean, I'm I'm in except for the <laughs> Hotel Transylvania, you know, which happens to be Sandler's highest grossing movie. Kids Hotel Transylvania up. number two, the sequel. Okay, however, Big Daddy is my number two movie. Christian, you mentioned it earlier, 1999 classic. Even though Hotel Transylvania made the most money of all the Sandler flicks. Big Daddy was the highest live action grossing movie at 235 million. I mean, listen, how weird is this? The original title for Big Daddy was Guy Gets Kid. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, how weird is that? Anyways, this was the last movie that Adam Sandler made. He made it under Sony Pictures before he started the Happy Madison yeah. conglomerate. I guess filming company, whatever you want to call it. But hey, Jack Nicholson and Bill Murray were also considered for the role since Happy Madison didn't make it again. Sony Pictures made this. Wow. So so Sandler had to, you know, I mean, I guess he had to audition or whatever for this role, but Bill Murray, Jack Nicholson. I could see Bill Murray in that role. Jack Nicholson, I mean, too old, right? Wouldn't you think? That's interesting because yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson joined him for anger management, yes. you know, just about three years later. <laughs> now, Bill Murray loved the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I think he would have been a little past his prime, in my opinion, to play that role. But, hey, I would have watched it. I'm a Murray guy. Number two, Big Daddy. Good movie. Good call. All right, coming in number two for me. This is uh, from night. Well, let's see. 2019 i should say it's his oh. one of his newer movies it is a i mean i just fell in love with the movie it's uncut gems it's like like christian said earlier sandler is a great character actor for sure but i love movies like this one where he gets to stretch himself as a real you know like a quote-unquote real actor i just thought he was brilliant in the movie just uh, kevin garnett i mean it was just a it was just a great idea for a movie. I love the, the the ending. Like it was, it caught me way off guard. It was just a, just a well-written movie, a, a great movie. I think one of Sandler's top movies for sure. So number two, Uncut Gems. It's a great movie. I, I won't, won't deny it. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And again, it wasn't a comedy, but it showed his range as an yeah. actor and you got to respect it. And, um, yeah, good pick, man. That's a well-rounded list there. 
I'm actually disappointed that I haven't seen that movie because I remember seeing the previews and I was all in. I was like, man, I got to see that movie. That looks great. Looks right up my alley, but still haven't seen it. Do it. All right. Coming in at number two for me, anybody that knows the podcast knows I appreciate a good um, rom-com. This might stretch that a little bit, but I'm going 50 first dates at number two here. Uh, I would classify it as a rom-com. Just a really solid story, actually based on a true story. If, if I knew that previously, I, I didn't remember it, but discovered that in my research. Uh, but yeah, 50 First Dates at number two. How about that? Another uh, Drew Barrymore collabo. They obviously had a lot of chemistry there. You know, I do like that movie. I think it's just, I would say it's a rom-com, Colin. That's the type of movie that I feel like the movie industry is desperately needing right now, and they just don't exist anywhere. And, I mean, they're always funny. They always got that little bit of element of romance and relationship, obviously, that the ladies always enjoy. I miss those movies. Absolutely. Number one. All right, guys, so it's time for that number one Adam Sandler flick. I'm going to give you some little nuggets, some of the characters, some of the lines that made this movie number one for me. How about let's start with Hal L., the sadistic orderly running the nursing home, played by none other than Ben Stiller. Could I trouble you for a warm glass of milk? It helps put me to sleep. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> no, you would go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Or how about the mister, mister, get me out of here, mister. Hey, you know the uh, mister, mister lady? I think I just killed her. Uh, anybody from the mister, mister lady to Bob Barker to Kevin Nealon as the golfer who was like, I got to show you, you know, how to heed this energy, block out the bad, heed the good. Yeah. You know, he was like the kind of crazy off the wall kind of guy who was getting in his head. Or how about our boy, Alan Covert as Otto, the homeless caddy who was always wearing one shoe. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. How about Chubbs? You know, got his hand bitten off and, you know, later reprises himself in Little Nicky in 2000, married to Reese Witherspoon, pod favorite from Four Christmases. So wild how all these movies connect to each other. But it is none other than, you said it, Shooter McGavin, Happy Gilmore, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 1996 classic. How about Sandler released it? released these two movies, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore about a year apart, both around Valentine's day. Um, so do we think like gentlemen were taking their ladies out for a little Sandler flick? Like, I will tell you, I remember being nine years old when Happy Gilmore came out and going on a, with a group of guys, I think Mark Webb jr. Who's a pod fan was with me and a bunch of guys. And we were on a little sleepover and I wanted to see Happy Gilmore and the parents made us see Homeward Bound to the incredible journey. And I just remember that just ruined my sleepover. And so I had to make up for it by uh, making Happy Gilmore number one, fellas. Quite the story there, Christian. Love it. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, Scott, try to follow that. <laughs> well, dude, you know, kick him off the tour, Doug. Kick him off the tour. And, and Lion's like, the price is wrong, I mean, yes, I've, I've got to totally, I totally agree with you. I'm right up there. That's being a golf professional. Happy Gilmore is a movie which I just piss myself laughing all the time. <laughs> Doesn't matter how much time, how many times I watch it, I can watch it over and over again. You just pick up little things and you go, 
just a classic. Uh, I just it's like a Caddyshack. It's one of those movies oh, you yeah. can watch a few times and you just keep laughing at stuff that's going on. Hey, I love is, it. Is there anybody on the tour that just personifies any of those characters to a T, Scott, that you could tell us about? Oh, yeah. Any- well, I'll tell you what, the, the characters that he's put in there, and he, he got the shooter. I mean, Shooter McGavin's got that attitude that he's pretty much, you know, he doesn't stink sort of attitude. And that's, there's, there's guys out there that are exactly the same. They think they're God's gift to the golf course. And, then you got the other guys that come along that are like the, the, the battlers and the, the talented players like Happy Happy was and they're struggling to get in there and there's all those guys and so like kick him off the tour, dog, kick him off the you know, that sort of stuff going on all the time. And you can sort of see it a little bit and sure he's pretty spot on with his characters in that way. But I'll tell you what, I just I just really find it enjoyable. I was gonna say Brooks Kepka, you know, off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, love that pick. Happy Gilmore was my number three. But, man, I'm going back to to the original OG, just Billy Madison, Adam Sandler's best film, in my opinion. This is Christian. When you say Billy, when you say Adam Sandler, like this is where my mind goes. Right. Just because this is we talk about nostalgia all the time on this. I remember seeing this movie. I was in middle school. I went to the Bijou Cinemas in Greenville. Okay, all of us Greenville boys, we know where the Bijous were. Old school Wade Hampton High School now. Anyways, I see Billy Madison. I don't remember who I was at the movies with, but anyways, my mom picks us up, right? We're not driving at this time. I'm on the way home, and I'm in the back of the car, and I quote a line word for word. It's a cuss word. I don't, or it's got, it's a line with a cuss word. I don't even remember what that line is, but my mom does not even hesitate. It, I mean, she's driving, right? I'm like in the back seat behind what the passenger, uh, where the passenger seat is. No hesitation. Cuss word out of my mouth backhand comes and just like rips me right here. Okay. She just wails on me immediately says, if you say it that easy around me, I can only imagine what your language is like away from me. Anyways, love it, man. Christian, you hit on a lot of characters early. How about the maid, Billy Madison, who is infatuated with him? How about the lunch lady? I made them extra sloppy for you. <laughs> I know how you kids like them sloppy. <laughs> Lady, you're scaring us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, Norm so McDonald, T's and P's, man. Just yeah. such an absolute great movie. Hey, how about this? In the dodgeball scene, when... He's in elementary school playing dodgeball. <laughs> oh yeah. And he says, "Hey, now you're now you are all in big trouble." So <laughs> now you're all in big big trouble. Apparently, he just unloads in real life. Throws it as hard as he can at these kids. Apparently, in the filming of it, made several kids cry by just crushing them with the <laughs> with the dodgeball. Any of the cries you hear in the movie are actual cries of the kids. Oh man, I could go on that? and on talking about the movie. I love it. 
snack packs, bring it back. Yeah, you Billy can stay Madison's home and shave my armpits. <laughs> hey, how about the scene where they're he's they're quizzing him right for his final, and Farley is in there, and he goes, "That is correct," and he takes his wife beater off. <laughs> Spanish Armada, uh, fifteen eighty eight. That is correct. I do all that all it. the time to this day. I'm like, oh, that is it. correct. Stop <laughs> looking at me, Swan. <laughs> yeah, stop looking at me, Swan. So good. Love it. Good pick. All right, coming in number one for me. This is the easiest pick. It was number one all the way. It is Happy Gilmore. Just a classic. I mean, everything that y'all have said about it and more. I mean, one of my favorite lines, Shooter McGavin, when he's talking to Doug, I saw two fat bikers in the woods off 17 having sex. How am I supposed to chip with that going on, Doug? Just a great movie. Like tons of just lines that you can repeat over and over. So number one, Happy Gilmore. And what's great about that movie is Colin actually played the caddy with the blonde hair. I'm going to send you guys a video. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, Colin had a small cameo when he was younger uh, as the <laughs> Lafferty Daniel and Gilmore happy Brant Brant will send that out on the Twitter account via headliner yes, app. Look, be looking for that. Absolutely. Oh, well wrapping it up to, to give the, the four or five sweep. I've got happy Gilmore at number one. I mean, just a really easy pick at number one here. I mean, there's not a ton that needs rehashing that hasn't already been covered, but a great movie to go along with all of the rest of Adam Sandler's. Well, well done, gentlemen. Happy Gilmore makes a queen, a queen sweep, a clean sweep. <laughs> hey, but you know, I mean, Sandler was in 43 different movies, or he's got 43 movies to his catalog, and I don't think people really realize just – how many films he has actually done. I think just because people automatically think Billy Madison, Waterboy, you know, but I mean, he's got some, some, some great movies, Brent, like you said, uncut gems. I haven't seen that yet, but man, just blended is solid, man. Grown ups. I mean, we could go on and on. I think we, I haven't seen. Hey, what about the one with uh, a Jennifer Aniston? Just go with it, man. That was a good movie. It I was, thought it was, uh, yeah. he had Nick Swardson in there. Who's hilarious. How about his people? He always puts in movies, Dan Patrick and Dave Matthews in his newer films. Like what about that? Dave freaking Matthews. And Dan Patrick, love it. Let just go with a movie was was a classic with his with his uh, with his mate pretend German guy with the sheep. Oh, he's, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, love. It. He gave him sheepy ah. <laughs> Listen, man, I had fun ranking all these tonight, and just big thanks to you, Scott. Really appreciate it. Listen, we're we're huge fans of yours. I'm a huge fan of your Twitter account. I think it's great. Listen, I can't remember what online uh, publication it was, but somebody rec- ranked your Twitter account out of all professional golfers as as number two behind Eddie Pepperell. So, I mean, that's some that's uh, that's pretty solid right there. But I'll I'll agree with it, man. You got some good content out there. Tell tell our listeners where they can find you, and man, we're going to be pulling hard for you next year. Well, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a pseudo expert on a lot of things. So, I, you know, I offer opinion is not always correct, but um, I'll offer it no matter what. And uh, you know, Twitter Twitter is a is a place where opinions are wrong and right, and people will give you opinion whether you want it or not. So, 
I find it good to engage with a lot of golf fans, actually be personable and not have your Twitter account handed off to a management group that actually does a, all the tweeting for you. So, you know, it's nice to be talking to actual real people instead of being sort of fake like a lot of, lot of, lot of stuff is. And I, I do a little bit of Instagram as well, but my Instagram's a little bit more sort of toned down a little bit. The, the Twitter's a little bit more... It can get a little bit wild at times, and and you know my uh, my my goal this year was uh, my my New Year's resolution was to be a bit more, uh, shall we say, uh, straightforward and aggressive rather than <laughs> being soft on the Twitter front. Hey, we're not laying up on par fives, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard that, man. Well, we've really enjoyed our time, and you are a you are you are a friend of the pod. But right, hey, that's thank right. you, Scott. We appreciate it, man. We had a lot of fun. Love your picks. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Nice to get on and have a chat with some good guys and uh, see what the movie lineup was like. It was, it was, it was fun. Very that's good. right, man. Absolutely. Well, best, hey, best wishes, and we look forward to talking with you later. Yeah, now my now my Alexa's talking to me with movie titles for some reason. <laughs> I just said that. All right, boys. Thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy, Scott. Thank you. Take care. See you later. All right. Hey, guys. Episode 51 is in the books. Episode 52 coming your way next week. Big shout out to all of our listeners. Thanks again to Scott Hind. And we look forward to doing it again next week. Say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.